0: what is up guys it is the blue bloods here and i man, i told y'all we only get the best of the best for the show man and we got arguably the best player in the socon and the fcs in montrell washington going to the nfl draft man a three-time all-american out of sanford and was even a two-time all-american in the same year one is a wide receiver one is a return specialist. You probably saw him on Center Top 10 for the whole week during the week of that Florida game where he just embarrassed the Gators. Special teams and defense all game long. Man, Montrell, appreciate you joining me. Uh, I appreciate being here and uh, thanks for the thanks for the intro seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man no, no problem no problem. So We got to go way back to high school man. You you won a bunch of awards were all state, all district. I mean mm-hmm. you you won a lot of stuff in high school man. So what was your recruiting process like out of high school? Who was recruiting you the hardest and you know what kind of led you to Sanford?
1: Uh well coming out of high school to be honest with you uh, I didn't have the best grades to be honest with you, so that's why my recruiting wasn't, I think, as big as it, uh, as I, as, well, as big as I think it should have been. But uh, Sanford, uh, KSU, Badalsta State, and I believe Wingate were my only offers coming out of uh, high school, and um, it w- it was definitely out of KSU or Sanford just because they were uh Division one programs, and I-, I just always wanted to. Play D one. That was just a dream of just playing anywhere in Division one, and um, my best friend actually Andrew Harris. He was uh, we went to the same high school as well, and I mean I looked up to him in high school, wanted to play just like him. And with him going to Sanford and him being there, it was it was a no brainer. So I I just followed him. It was like big brother little brother type thing. So I just followed big bro, and uh, it turned out to be to be the best thing I kind of not kind of but the best thing and best decision I've ever made. <laughs>
0: So. Uh, man, it, it paid off in a big way. I mean, you've you've had more successful years than a lot of people have in just like their entire career at Sanford, mm-hmm. man. You've done it all. All the American. Socon, all the American. I mean, you've done it. But for for you, man, I want to I want to key in on this because you have players and fans ask. How do how do people see the field early, man? Instant impact freshman. You you were one of the top freshmen in the SoCon as soon as you stepped on campus, man. For you, looking back, what were the keys to you to being that instant impact freshman for the Bulldogs?
1: Uh, well, coming in my freshman year, actually, uh, it was more so just me doing whatever the team needed. To be honest with you, if that meant being on kickoff, I was I wanted to be on kickoff. That meant being on punt block or being a running back which that's kind of what they put me at when i first got there' is running back uh it just i just wanted to be on the field so really whatever coach needed whatever coach wanted me to do that's what i was doing and uh for guys coming in to be honest with you if i were if i were y'all definitely get on special teams because that's the way to get on the field the quickest i don't if 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 no one's ever told you that special team is the quickest way to get on the field and that's the quickest way to earn your rank on on any college team is to play special teams and that's kind of where I started off at and it just, it went from there.
0: Oh man. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned special teams because you knew it was coming. I, ha- oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would say, and I, I'll argue with anybody, the best return specialist in the FCS is right here on the show, man. And, <laughs> You. you got plenty of highlights to prove it, in a, especially that one in the swamp where I believe it was 99 yards, man, yes. in the swamp this year. It was crazy. And I don't know how you did it because, I mean, you hit <laughs> the pile and you came out of the other side. And I remember watching that game like, there's no way that, that's the same guy. He had to drop the ball or <laughs> something like that. But for you, man, what are the keys to being such a dynamic return specialist?
1: Uh, just to be honest, was just, just going out there and just making a play, just knowing that. That's your only opportunity to make the play because you're not going to always get the ball on offense. So my my motto, I guess what I, what I would have to say is just every punt return. My goal is to score. I would tell all my players I'm I'm going to score. I'm and it's kind of bad to say, but I I would tell everybody I don't fair catch. <laughs> so uh, any chance I got, I don't I didn't care if they were two yards a yard. I'm I'm, I'm bringing it out, and I wanted them to know that uh, they can trust me. And I was I was gonna make the play. That was it. Was no questions about it. I was gonna make the play, and I was gonna make it happen for my guys. Because when I score, we all score. You know what I mean? And some guys that were on special teams. That was the only thing they did. So for me to be able to make plays on special teams, it was like a, a highlight for all of us. So uh, yeah, I would just have to say just I I don't know. It was <laughs> just uh, I don't I really don't have just one answer for it. I'm sorry, but just yeah. it's –
0: uh, man, yeah. hey, you're you're either the return specialist or you're not. That, that's pretty much. the best I mean, I give you guys a lot of respect because I mean, I don't think people realize how hard it is to be a good return specialist, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's why there's so few. You look at Devin Hester, and then it's really yeah, just sir. like a conversation with everybody else at this point. I mean, he he kind of set the bar so high oh, yeah. that no one's it, even been able to get near it. But man. The FCS gets no respect, as we both know, me covering it, you playing in the FCS. It gets overlooked sometimes, but you guys as athletes went through one of the hardest seasons or years in college football history having to play two years, two seasons in one year, and to play the spring and come back and play in the fall. For you, what were some of the biggest challenges playing two seasons in one year?
1: Uh, Biggest challenges, I would probably have to say just – just staying healthy, to be honest with you. Staying healthy. Um, just keeping everybody kind of just level headed. Cause some uh during the spring season, most like most teams were like kind of like forfeiting and uh not wanting to play during the COVID time. So it was just more so me, more so just keeping everybody just like, all right, we're good. We're we're gonna play these games. The games we do play, let's make the most of it, let's not complain about it. At least we get to play. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, I, I would I would say just just keeping everybody together and just enjoying the moment, just, you know, living, li- living in the moment and playing the games that we did get to play. And once we got to play those and we got to play in the fall, it was, I mean, it was, it, it was great, especially for the seniors and me personally, because you know what I mean? That's just more film. And then for the younger guys, it was also, I was, you know, explaining to them that it's just more film for y'all as well. If y'all wanted to leave or if y'all wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Just get yourselves out there even more ball this is our chance to ball we're doing something that other teams are not able to do right now so we this is our chance to take an advantage so that would that would that would definitely be just just keeping everybody level headed and, and and trying to take advantage of the opportunity.
0: Oh man I like it and I give you guys a lot of props for everyone who had to play I mean because some some teams were played played like twenty almost thirty games mm-hmm. in a oh, yeah. in a year. That's that's unheard of in college football. So shout out to all the FCS athletes out there Appreciate but like
1: that yes sir we'
0: We got to talk about your last season, man, the 2021 season. And as an analyst, I defined it as a season of what ifs for Sanford. There were, I believe, five out of the six losses. You guys, it was either a one possession loss or you guys led late in the second half. And so there was a lot of games where one, two possessions really defined the game. But for your last season, man, what were your final takeaways on it?
1: Uh, Just this- just being out there with the brothers, I'm not gonna lie to you. Just I I just I, I kinda enjoyed it. When lose win, lose, draw. It it I really wasn't worrying about that. I was just, just taking everything in, knowing that that, been, that was my last season. I get to play as a Sanford Bulldog. And uh kind of this this was gonna be some of the last time I get to see these guys and uh play with them. So I just for me, it was more so just just taking it all in, playing every game like like it's my last being out there doing whatever I could for guys that maybe won't play at the next level or may not want to play at the next level. Just, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, yeah, just, just making the most of every opportunity I got and, and, and just doing it, doing it for my brothers and not just more. So just for me, cause you get some guys that, you know what I'm saying? That's in it just for themselves and not, not for the team. And I was, it, it was, yeah, it was, it, for me, it was just being able to just finish this last year out, play with my brother's, didn't matter if we won, didn't matter if we lost. It sucked to lose sometimes. You know what I mean? The way we lost some games. But for us to be able to just, you know, play those two seasons and me finish out with them, it was that's that's all I really was caring about, to be honest with you.
0: Uh, man, you guys did it big, and that, that's a great answer to that question. But one game in particular, I know a few people who, when I told them I was having you on, they were like, you got to ask them about the Florida game because that was the game that put you on a lot of people's maps oh, yeah. really and truly because you were all over Center, man. You had the kickoff return, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown, which made the center top 10 with the one-handed catch. For you, man, w- what was it about that game, man? And, you know, looking back now, how big of a moment was that for you to do it in the swamp? on the biggest stage
1: to be honest with you uh growing up I actually was a Florida fan so for me to be able to play in Florida in an environment in the SEC with the best the best of the best supposedly football and to do what I did was it it was a dream come true to be honest which it was I it took me a minute to honestly like take it all in like I'm still kind of like mind blown about it to this day like i people still talk about the kick return people still telling me about the one hand catch like you know what i mean you're not supposed to be able to do this those were all supposed to be five-star four-star athletes you know what i mean guys that were that were supposed to be better than you and you you know what i mean you made it look like it was like you were in the backyard it was it was something that for me it was just it it was a dream come true and i was just I, i was glad i was able to perform for my brothers like i said it was you know what I mean? For my team, I was and you know what I mean. We we got we got everybody to actually notice like Sanford Bulldogs. Okay, they they're they're ballers. They can do this just because they're FCS. It does not matter. They got guys that can ball. They can hang with the best of them. They may not win all of the games that they do play, but they got fight in them and they got guys that that are really actually that are really pretty good. You know what I mean? So it was fun and but the yeah it was it it, it was a dream come true. I can't even lie to you. It was crazy. It was I crazy. Mean-
0: to put to put to put up half a hundred on the defending SEC East champs in their house. And I mean, I remember my phone, because I, I was I was at a game covering it and my phone was blowing up. And they were like, Are you watching Sanford? I'm like, Sanford. I was like, aren't they playing Florida this week? And they're like, they're up like 42 points. I'm like, 42 <laughs> points in the first half. Like, what is going on, man? So, but that was a great game. But we got to look at your whole career, man. I've mentioned all the accolades in the intro. We've talked about some of them, but if you had to give yourself a letter grade for your career at Sanford, what would you give yourself?
1: If I had to give myself a letter grade, I would honestly say I would say an A plus. And the only reason I would say that is because I and anybody any of my teammates, any of my coaches could tell you, I I I grew up a lot throughout my years at year. Sam, from freshman year all the way until now it's, it's kind of like a complete different person. And you know what I mean? That's that's what it's all about. You know, you you live, you learn, you grow from mistakes, you grow from, you know what I mean? You grow up and you learn how to be not a professional yet, but you learn how to, you know, do professional things. If you want to go to the next level, you learn things and you learn how to, you know, control what you can control. And for me, that was, that was, I definitely grew up a lot. And for me to actually get the the education part as well from Sanford, which that was something that was hard for me at first i i'm not gonna lie but for me to do that and and finish out the season like i did i i would i would have to say a plus because i i definitely worked hard for it and i appreciate everybody that that helped me along the way as well for sure
0: oh man i love that answer you were the first player to give themselves credit on the podcast and i'm so happy to hear because i (laughs) everyone's just so tough on themselves they're like d minus and it's like You got to, that's not, listen, it's an A-plus career. I agree with you completely. Glad that you gave yourself the props on that one. And you mentioned in the classroom and as a person how you've grown. But in terms of the football field, man, take me back to Montreal, Washington, freshman year, stepping onto campus, to the Montreal I'm talking to now. How has the the on-the-field game evolved since then? Uh,
1: Well, to be honest with you, coming in at first, like I said, I was uh, came in as a running back. Um, didn't do much like, uh, pump returns and things like that. Cause, uh, we had Kelvin McKnight, of course, probably the greatest receiver to come from Sanford, in my opinion, I'm not gonna lie to you. He, uh, we had him. So, uh, I got to learn from him, you know, my freshman sophomore year, him, Andrew Harris and a couple of other guys, Chris Shelling. And, uh, you know, got to learn from them guys, Doug on how to, you know, just carry yourself. And, uh, from my freshman year went in, you know, every freshman just wants to get out there and just play uh wasn't really too into it sophomore year came around I mean I was into it but just you know not not real serious I I, I guess uh then you know once once those guys were leaving all the top guys that we had on the team you know at that point junior year come around you kind of started to become like the leader on your team so uh learning just from Duck and all those guys just learning how to you know be that guy that like that everyone's going to look up to you uh you kind of okay take a deep breath you see that everyone's going to look up, you know, look up to you and you're going to be the guy, you're going to be the guy that everyone needs to make a play that coaches are going to depend on. And you just, you got to really, you take it all in and and you just, you you stay level headed and you go from there. And for me, it was, I would say my junior season, that's when I really got really into it and started to kind of get that leader role and start making plays for the team and start really being that guy. Like, okay, this, this, this kid can actually play. And, from junior season on the COVID and then my senior season, it was just a huge jump. So I would, yeah, that's, up
0: that's man up. I like it. And so, you know, the last one before we get to know you a bit more as a player, man, you know, you've played, you played with two really great quarterbacks, Leon Welsh. And of course, Chris Ola Duncan as well. Now at South Dakota state, after he transferred out, man, how much did those, how close were you guys and what was that chemistry like on the field? Because, you know, Leon was also an all American this year as well, along with yourself and Chris Ola Duncan has experienced his success as well. You know, what was the relationship like with, with you and those two quarterbacks and how important is that for the quarterback receiver dynamic
1: uh but both of them guys are my brothers so i'm not gonna lie to you uh i'm real close with both of them
0: i'm actually gonna be playing with chris in the nfl pa
1: bowl coming up so that's that's good we get to reunite but uh to hit it off with liam just to start with him uh it's it's probably no other guy would i would i would rather shoot up with every saturday go out there and play with just he little do he know but he kind of he really taught me how to be a leader? I would have to say, to be honest with you, because he he came in every day ready to work, ready to ball, didn't complain. I'm talking he would he would have a great practice, and still, you know, be kind of mad at himself, like I could have done better, I could have did this better. He if Liam threw a ball a little bit over, like too far, or something over from one of his receivers, it, you know, he would it would it would bug him. And for me to see that, it just made me want to just play better for him and be a better athlete because I seen the way he carried himself so if I if I ran a route too shallow or if I didn't catch a ball the way or you know how I was supposed to just to, it made me fix the little details that I that needed to be fixed because I seen the way that he carried himself and how he was so you know detailed and everything throughout practice it just is it's I don't think it's it's no one like Liam I, in my opinion I he's the ultimate teammate he he was he was just it's i can go on about liam all day <laughs> that's just he that's my guy and that's yeah he's there are two that different good. kind of quarterbacks for sure i can say that but uh to hit on chris holodokin a little bit chris is a phenomenal athlete i'm talking probably he's also one of the best athletes i played with and to be around chris chris also has that leader role he um he makes plays he if you need help with anything he's willing to help you he's, he's 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 a real quarterback and you i mean everyone can see what he did at uh his school that he was at this year when they went to the final four i mean one year you see they almost made it to the championship that's just that's just how chris is he 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 makes the most of all his opportunities he 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 won't really have a lot of errors like he's just both guys are it's it's crazy I, i'm sorry but it's it's both guys are – they're deep they're, both of them in my heart for sure like they're 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 great teammates and those are the two type of quarterbacks you would anyone would love to play for or play with
0: oh yeah and i mean the best word to describe them both are playmakers in their yes, own for different sure. sort of way And they both got a big future we had chris on the show last offseason, man great guy that's my that's my dude oh yeah i, I and we've, we've been following him up at south dakota state man but Let's let's get to know you as a player a bit more, man. And you can give me one as a return specialist, one as a wide receiver as well. <laughs> but which NFL or former NFL player do you think you model your game after the most? Uh, I'll start with the return specialist for sure,
1: Devin Hester. And I've watched every return. I've watched <laughs> every kick return, every punt return. I've tried every move he's done in the game, even when coach didn't like it. <laughs> I, I would make the play, so it, you know what I mean, i really really to get in trouble for it, but uh, like special team was Devin Hester 100. Like I, I try to model every return, just whatever Devin Hester does, I, I, I want to do if I have not tried it yet, I, I at least attempted. Like it's it's I, like it's, it's it's crazy. I that's Devin Hester for sure as a return specialist. Every literally just. That's I even got him as my background on my phone. Like I, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Devin Hester, and um, just uh, play style, I guess slot receiver wise. I mean, he doesn't play outside, but uh, I don't, well, I don't play outside as much. But I would have to say Tyree Hill just because of my speed. Uh, I like the way he uses his speed for uh, advantage, and you know what I mean. It, you can't touch what you can't catch, and he's he's a guy that most people don't get his hands on because of his speed, and he makes plays and uh that's kind of how you know I kind of see myself as uh just a guy with a lot of speed that makes plays when plays were needed to be made so yeah I, for sure that that, that that those two for sure
0: I like it, man. I like it, and i you know any NFL kickers listening, y'all better kick to my guy next year. I don't Please. want to see y'all kicking it out <laughs> of bounds because give my guy a chance, and I promise he's gonna get he's gonna get one on you next year. But don't kick it out of bounds on him. I need to see him <laughs> get some returns. But man, you know I know some people are very superstitious. You know, of, you know pregame. I know I was when I was playing. But for you, what, do you, what what's your pregame routine on the on Saturdays?
1: Uh, <laughs> well, my pregame routine. uh I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not one of those guys that go out and uh, do all the warm ups and all the stretching. For me, to be honest with you, just every game is. It is. It's. It's. I'm not like I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but I always tell my guys, it's it's, it's just football. I, you've been doing this all your life. Like you don't need to do any extra. Just you know <laughs> what I mean. So for me, I kind of relax before the games. I'll go in the lounge, watch a little TV with some of the players. Literally stretch. I'll be. That's mainly all I do. Uh, I go in the lounge and I just stretch and you know watch TV and you know just chill, just get my mind right before the game. I don't, I don't really do too much. And uh, yeah, when it's when it's time for everybody to go, out, that's usually when I go out and I go out with everybody else. But and it's, yeah, I don't really, I really don't do too much. I'm not gonna lie to you.
0: I, I like it. Hey, you got the you got the ocho cinco, Deion Sanders. Where it's like I just gotta stretch my hips and I'm ready to go. Huh? Like, I, 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 I like it. <laughs> But, man, you don't have to give away all your secrets eh? because I I understand how it is. You know, some DBs might be secretly watching this, (laughs) trying to get some notes on. But for you, man, if you're one-on-one with a DB, what's the number one mistake they can make against you?
1: One-on-one with a DB, number one mistake they can make. Uh, I I, I don't know. I guess just underestimate my speed, I would have to say. When uh usually when I see a DB press or anything like that, I kind of I kind of feel a little disrespected, like they think I can't get off the <laughs> line because of how small I am. So I just do what I've been practicing, practiced to do uh throughout practicing and stuff. And, you know, usually just my, my speed takes over and they got to run then at that point. And most guys don't. Um, don't like to run with me. So
0: <laughs> did you have like a little secret call to Liam or Chris if you saw someone pressing, you gave them like the little signal, it's like throw oh. it up, you know where I'm gonna be.
1: Oh yeah, we 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 got a little signal, uh especially me and Liam that we had this season. Uh he'll look out there and if he see if he see a guy pressed on me, we're we're going to the box for sure. <laughs> we're going to the I box. Lo-
0: I love it, man. I love it. But for you, I know how bad DBs are. Every every DB I've had on here is admitted to it. All mm-hmm. the wide receivers I've had are like, yeah, DBs are the worst trash talkers oh, on yeah. any team. For you though, do you go you get a little bit back and forth going? Are you a big trash talker during the game?
1: Nah, so to be honest with you, for me, it's more so uh I gain my respect throughout the game that's 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 my biggest thing uh they get to talk in and do all the talking and I just you know i sit back i I laugh I may laugh a little bit, but other than that, once I score and put up you know 150 plus yards on them, I kind of look at them and say, you know uh, you know what I mean like you still gonna talk or but I, <laughs> I, after a couple touchdowns they they usually respect me then so i I just earn my respect that's all not much oh. trash talking to be done just play yeah, the game. You-
0: it, it, once you get embarrassed, you, you can only say so much exactly. after that. Uh, so I got to ask you, man, you you played a lot of football at Sanford, and it's going to be a tough one. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you think about it. You can give me more than one name. If so, who's the best trash talker that you've ever had to go heads up against?
1: Like on, on the team or like uh, uh, against can be, someone you else?
0: Can, you can give me from Sanford, and you can give me one on another team.
1: The best trash talker, I would have to say when we played Florida. They all were kind of talking trash a little bit uh, until you know I earned their respect, and then after that it was kind of like, "Hey, what's what, what's your name? Where, where are you from?" <laughs> you know what I mean. And once once you hear that, it's like, okay, they they respect you now. Now you know what I mean. It's more of a you know friendly game after that. But uh, yeah, on the team wise, I would have to say <sighs> the biggest trash talk would have to be my boy ty king <laughs> and he's actually a receiver he's not even a db he oh, man. he's a receiver but uh my man ty he'll 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 talk to him. he'll tell he'll oh yeah ty ty king is a big trash <laughs> talker so he's but, that guy uh, that's
0: talking trash by himself on this on the side of your hand i'm like who are you talking to over there man my boy ty he he doesn't care who you are you you talk trash
1: to him he oh he'll give it right back at you and that's what i love about ty ty king he's and he's going to make the play, too. He he definitely – he's going to back it up. <laughs> so, but, yeah, oh, biggest man. trash talk on Sanford, I would probably have to say my brother, Ty King, for sure. <laughs> hey,
0: shout, out, shout out to Ty, man. Keep, keep oh, yeah. talking. I love to see it. But, you know, outside of the best trash talker, man, who's the best defensive overall player you've had to go up heads up against?
1: Best defensive hmm, – I would have to say uh, my boys at Sanford, to be honest with you, Chris – uh, Chris Edmonds, oh, patrol player. Uh, uh, my guy La Lamar. He uh, plays safety for us. Just uh, Vaughn, my guy Vaughn. Just our our DBs at school. To be honest with you, those guys uh, we go at it every day. So they kind of know, you know what 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 are my tendencies? What do I usually do? What is the what move do I like the best? So it's you know it's always different when I go against them. So I would I would definitely have to say my brothers, not not really a another team other than when we play Florida, of course. Those DBs, everybody, was just everybody was great. I'm not gonna lie to you, all all their DBs were good. Um, But yeah, other than the SEC boys, I I would have to say my guys at Sanford for sure.
0: I like it, man. We had we had Chris on the show. He was one of our first ever guests on the show, man. Shout out to Chris Edmonds. Oh he yeah, baller, real baller. Tri- Buffalo, whoever plays Buffalo this year is in for a rude awakening. Do not Edmund, it his way. <laughs> yeah. Edmonds can ball now. Oh, let, yeah. let me just say that. But man, looking back, man, you've had you've had this illustrious co- career, man. If you could go back to freshman year, is there anything that you would change that you did? If I could go back to freshman year, um, I probably
1: wouldn't change anything. You know, the only reason I say that is because the things I learned from freshman year until now, it it it, it's it's taught me just so much you know what i mean and the process that i went through and everything how everything happened it it was a learning experience so if i was to change anything i don't think i would have the same kind of results and learn the things that i know now if anything was to change if that makes sense
0: yeah for sure, for sure, and you know you're going into the draft process, man. And I, I'm I'm just here to say, if, if if your name doesn't get called in April, I don't know a single thing about football because it, it it should be called <laughs> Thank- in April, man. Because just due to the you know versatility, you could be a return specialist, a running back, a wide receiver, you could do it all. But you know there's going to be the naysayers being an FCS player that you didn't play at the highest level. For you, what is your response to people who overlook you for playing at this level?
1: Just Turn on the Florida game. It's SEC football. That's the best of the best. That's what they say. And uh, I made the most of my opportunity that that game with all my brothers, and they could they could see. But uh, even before that game, I mean, everything I did that game, I was kind of doing the whole season. So uh, I don't know. I mean, just just give me a shot. That's all I gotta do. Just give me a shot, and I'll I'll make the most of my opportunity for sure.
0: Oh, man, I agree. FCS needs more respect across the board, man. So I'm I'm looking for a bunch of bunch more FCS players being drafted this year. The spring, very disappointed at how many FCS players got overlooked in that draft. But oh, yeah. man, despite all the accolades, despite the NFL draft coming up, man, what keeps what keeps you personally motivated year in and year out to keep doing this and keep giving it your all out there? Uh, I would have to say my family, to be honest with
1: you, Uh I, I do everything for them uh I'm I just want to make everybody proud that's all it is and when you when you got people back home just proud of you for the things that you've done little kids looking up to you you know what I mean it's it's, it's it makes you want to you know be great it makes you want to do the things that you know the top guys at other schools do you know what I mean it just it just it, it, it drives me to be the best to or in my the best that I can be not the best but just the best version of me, so uh yeah i would, i would I would have to say the family and the sport that I get from back home and so. stuff
0: oh man, I like it. and the final question, man, we've been talking the NFL draft toward the end. If an NFL franchise calls you up and asks you what they're going to get if they draft Montrell Washington in April, what do you tell them uh, they're going to get a guy that's willing to do whatever
1: needs to be done for the team. If that means they want me to be a water boy, too, I'll be a water boy. If they need me to be a scout, I'll be a scout. If they they want a great return, man, I, that's what I, I'll do. If they want what, literally whatever it takes, whatever it takes.
0: Oh, um, man, I love that. Yes, sir. And listen, I'm gonna let you know if 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 you're overlooked in the draft, the, the blue bloods here are making a diss episode on the NFL. There's no reason <laughs> you should not be called in April. And I'll make that promise to you, man, right here that we'll be the first outspoken ones if Montreal Washington isn't called in april one of those three days of the nfl draft man. but man thank you so much man i've been looking forward to this what i know a lot of our listeners were as well but we're all about promoting players on here man this is about you guys and promoting your brand growing your brand as well so where can people find you on social media any brand deals shout outs you need to give man this time is yours to talk about or shout out anything you want man
1: uh i guess yeah i'm on uh instagram at underscore t-r-e L L L that's trail with three L's. And then I'm also on Twitter at uh BD trail cap, all caps. Um, Yeah. And I mean, for a shout out, I guess I would just, I want to give a shout out to Sanford bulldogs. I mean, that's, that's, that's where I come from and I'm, 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 trying to do anything to put them boys on whoever comes after me. I'm So, but yeah, that, that would be it. And yeah. <laughs>
0: man I, I like it i like it guys go follow montrell on all social media as always i'm gonna have it linked below in the description in the comments mess and so make sure to go follow his journey to the nfl draft man as he takes his talents to the next level and becomes one of the next stars out of sanford to make it to the league man but guys for montrell myself and the blue bloods we are out for right now